When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Right now. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure. I still had my Fox hat on and not my coaching hat on. I thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep my coach's names out of his mouth. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell. Bears general manager Ryan Poles. MLB insider Tom Verducci. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome to the Rich Eisen Show live from Los Angeles, California. I'm your humble host back in the chair. Greatly appreciative of Kirk Morrison and Mike Hill sitting in the chair for me last week. Uh, good to have you back here with me and me with you here on the Roku channel, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate. Uh, we also want to welcome in two new radio affiliates, the Blitz 1170 KTSB in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Talk Radio 1360 WKMI in Kalamazoo, Michigan. want to welcome both of those two affiliates. Smart. Let's go. Smart of you to join us right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We are thrilled. Uh, that uh, you are part of us. Uh, we are also here for you to talk to us. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Thrilled that uh, that uh, you're either listening to us on our podcast or potentially watching us uh, on a rear, uh, which is what happens on the Roku channel. Basically, we say hello to you on this Monday. How are you doing over there, Christopher Brock? What's going Rich, on? I'm great, and I just want to let you know I'm not going to ask for a trade. Uh, okay. I'm not asking for a trade. Okay. I'm very happy with my situation. And I'm not asking a, a trade. Uh, all right, good. So uh, still, you uh, you'll have to see me on my luxury bus later on. Uh, good to see you over there, DJ Mikey. I D's may hold and D's out. Nuts. I'm a running back. I, I just oh, want to, I want good to see you guys. Oh, good good to see you, TJ Jefferson. Is the candle lit? Oh, Did you light the candle? Well, the candle's lit. What these two don't realize, Rich, is if they die today, the show's still no, going to go on true. tomorrow. <laughs> like, so what are we doing? Like, it's true. still going to go on with or without them. You guys, you guys, hey, hey, here's the deal, folks. Jonathan Taylor is learning a very hard lesson in the National Football League. Uh, it's a leveraged league. The people that he deals with are um, are very into leverage. If they have it, they will use it. If they don't have it, they will seek it. And uh, potentially, uh, they might they might they might just do away with it. It's it's rare if they have the leverage on you that they will not exact it. Um, as you know. I love Jonathan Taylor. For the first minute I saw this kid from Jersey run all over my Michigan Wolverines. Uh, I couldn't be happy. I wasn't I was so happy for him being drafted in the NFL because not only did he deserve it, but that meant he wasn't playing for Wisconsin anymore. So that was great. It was a win-win for me personally. Cause the kid has got heart, he's got guts, he will run you over. But he found out what a lot of running backs have found out lately that um, the, uh, the way to stop a running back in the National Football League is not a heavy box. It's not putting eight men in the box. It's a, 
It's an NFL owner. It really is just one individual. That's it. <laughs> now, you could say it's a group of individuals who have decided to not pay running backs. Um, I, I don't think there is some sort of meeting when the members get together, as they're called, all 32 members of the NFL sitting around and going, um, yeah, uh, we're going we're gonna to collude here against running backs. I don't believe when Josh Harris became the new majority owner of the Washington Commanders. Hey, Josh, sit down. Uh, well, let's tell you about the first <laughs> yeah. things first. If you pay a running back, you're going to run into 31 other very unhappy people. Here's the script for this season. Here's the script for the season. And, and, and don't pay running backs. Don't pay running backs. doesn't work that way. <laughs> but running backs have found themselves in a very, very difficult spot. Jonathan Taylor had a terrific rookie season in the COVID year of 2020. 2021, he leads the league in rushing. 2022, he was essentially your number one overall pick in fantasy football. We took him, TJ. But Mm -hmm. uh, as we found out last year, an injury-marred campaign for him. Everything went sideways for the Indianapolis Colts. And one of the people to, to place the blame on that for is definitely owner of the team. You know, I think Jim Irsay will tell you some impetuous moves were made. But this one is not impetuous. This one is running backs in this league right now. If you are under contract, that is what you're going to get paid. In the rare situation, Saquon getting a little extra cash thrown his way. Uh, But, you know, $909,000 in the form of three incentives that if he reaches, it'll be the first time he reaches the amount of rushing yards necessary in his career, for instance. Hey, uh, Austin Eckler, you want a new deal? Uh, There's sand. You are invited to pound it. Uh, And uh, before that sand is pounded, there's the pavement you need to pound first to go find a spot for your services that's potentially willing to pay you what you're willing to be paid And um, at that point, he does that due diligence, comes back, and the Chargers do him, I guess, a solid by giving him incentives on top. But long-term deals, I guess that's just for McCaffrey. And Derrick Henry and everyone else can go find the sand and pound it. (laughs) And Jonathan Taylor says he wants a trade. Okay. (laughs) Really? There's a rookie quarterback the Colts just drafted in Anthony Richardson, and it's clear that the owner wants him to start. And it does seem clear over the first few days of training camp. That is the plan, and he is going to start week one for the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to see yeah, we are. three rookie quarterbacks start week one in Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and, and Anthony oh, Richardson is going to take the field against the Jacksonville Jaguars in front of Indianapolis Colts fans in week one. And many of them will have Jonathan Taylor jerseys on because, as you know, as we mentioned here many times, the Colts lead the league in fan base that wears jerseys of the team. (laughs) So, Jonathan Taylor wants a trade, and I guess the owner, uh, Jim Irsay, either that's what caused him to invite him onto his luxury bus that was outside of training camp. He goes on the bus for an hour, and they come out, and not only is this thing not resolved, but Jim Ursay texted my buddy Albert Breer <laughs> that he's not going to trade 
Jonathan. End of discussion. Not now and not in October. Albert has since sent me the tweet. I mean, the text, pardon me. He texted me a screen grab of it. There is an exclamation point after October. Oh, yeah. that, that wasn't added for effect <laughs> by Albert. <laughs> and I've seen it. Not only is he not intending to trade him, but he went, um, as as is Jim Ursay's want, deep. He went existential. He went uh, celestial. He went, he shuffled off everybody's mortal coil. That's how much he's not going to trade this kid. <laughs> or pay him. Hit it. I mean, if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor's out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league goes on. I mean, you know, we know that. The National Football rolls on. It doesn't matter, you know, who who comes and who goes. Uh, you know, and, and it's a privilege to be part of it. And now's the time, you know, for us to do our work. It's now's the time as an organization. And, um, you know, players that are, you know, 24, 25 years old, now's the time to seize the moment of great or or get paid. I don't blame Jonathan Taylor. He's on the fourth year of a four-year contract. Again, he was drafted in the second round, which means the Colts do not have a fifth year of contractual control on him because if that hap- if they did draft him in the first round, they would have already picked up his fifth-year option. That would have been done. Done. Done deal. Forget it. This wouldn't even be an issue. Well, unless Jonathan Taylor wanted to get paid way earlier than expected again his issue is running backs right now are not respected as big time big paid players in the nfl we have had that established they are not considered run running backs are not considered wide receivers they're not considered defensive ends left tackles cornerbacks quarterbacks wide receivers they are They're not even considered, in the case of our second-hour guest, Ryan Poles, Chicago Bears, they're not considered tight ends. Cole Komet has a much better contract than Saquon Barkley right now. (laughs) That is the landscape, and Jonathan Taylor is going to be coming off of an injury-marred season, two years removed from leading the league in rushing, saying, I want a new contract. And if I don't, I want to get traded. That is just not going to work out for him. Certainly, we're after... Ursay made these comments. Out comes a report from ESPN that Jonathan Taylor reported to camp complaining of back pain, and it was deemed to be from a pre-existing issue, and the team is now considering placing him on the non-football injury list, which could result in his not being paid for the regular season. Oh. They could just NFI their guy. Jeez. Rushing champ to NFI. And so Jonathan Taylor, seeing this, then tweets out, (laughs) never had a back pain, never reported back pain, not sure whose sources are, but find new ones, as Florio pointed out. The problem isn't that you need to find new sources. It's that clearly the source is coming from within the house of Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And if that's the way that they're really going to play it, this is a hard ball lesson for the youngster. Now, he has two options. One is say, okay, I'm in. And then run a ball during practice and go, oh, my back. Yep. 
<laughs> Pre-exists this. It just exists. Oh, and it happened oh, during training oh, camp. He could do the. He could do the. Rich. He could do the. The Rodney Dangerfield from Catcher. Oh, 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 my arm. My arm. The doctor said it needed a bacchiotomy. It uh, feels like it's broken. Uh, <laughs> or he could just report and go crush it and know that his next option is to be franchise tagged by this team. And I also, again, don't blame him for saying, I want to get paid now. But Saquon didn't get the long-term contract. Josh Jacobs still hasn't come in from the cold, right? And he's going to get it. And, and, and again, I, I, I understand he could sit here and say to Jim Ursay on the bus, hey, how many playoff games did Andrew Luck win for you? <laughs> what was the grand total number of that? I think it was one or, one or two. How many playoff games did Andrew Luck win for you, Jim? Now, I know I haven't won a playoff game for you, but you want to win playoff games with Anthony Richardson, right? Oh, sorry, Luck was four and four. Four and four. He won four for you. He won 500. If it wasn't for the deflated footballs, he might have taken to the Super Bowl, right? Right? Am I right, Jim? And, <laughs> and, and what happened when he retired on you at the last second on the outset of a season? Ooh. He owed you $25 million. Did you collect that money, Jim? When you had the leverage to take it from him? Did you take it? You know what the answer to that question is? No, he didn't. Well, he did luck a solid. He let luck go off to Stanford and go do it, live his life. For the for for four playoff wins and a nice run, you let him have, you let him have twenty five million dollars as a nice gift of retiring on you at the last second. And I'm asking for maybe what what do you think he's looking for? A twenty five million dollar extension? No. Like for a two years, like would he take a two-year, $25 million extension being paid more than Saquon for two more years? Is that something he would do? Like, honestly, I'm just trying to play along with the similar figure. You might want $16 million a year like McCaffrey. And Jim Irsay's response could be, hey, I run the team the way that I want. And in terms of playing hardball, my dad sent moving vans into Baltimore in the middle of the night and took the team out of town. You want to talk about history and the way things work in this league that will turn on and has turned on after my dad went and shuffled off his mortal coil. And when I go, we're going to, what a scene this is. And what it is, is they are messing with some of the most favorite players of some of the most ardent fans of the National Football League, fantasy football players. We're, we're all like fantasy football players saying, really, he's not worth it? And the answer back from the reality football general manager is like, nope. yeah, no, they're not. And he's learning that the hard way. They're going to NFI him? Wow. That is some hardball tactics. He's got no choice but to come in and play football. He really doesn't. And go crush it. And then fight your battle with a franchise tag and then call your union rep and say, what are we going to do with six years left on a collective bargaining agreement, which it will be after this playing season? Wow. So much to talk about on this show. When I was out of the chair, Joe Burrow looked like his Achilles blew up, but they're saying it's not. 
several weeks out. I've got two cents to talk about that subject matter. Aaron Rodgers, QB one of the Jets, and acting like it, like he's been there his entire career. I, I mean, he gave Peter Schrager the soundbite of the summer, and and I don't even need to see hard knocks. That's the soundbite of the summer right there. <laughs> and we'll talk about that. Overreaction Monday. Your phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Ryan Poles, general manager of the Bears. I'll ask him about the, the running back market and his two cents on it. What's going on with the Bears? He got DJ Moore in that trade for keeping Justin Fields. Hey, we're going to keep our terrific young quarterback. And for that right, we'll take DJ Moore off the Carolina <laughs> Panthers too. It's heck of a deal. Yeah, we'll keep our guy. And we'll take DJ Moore and stick him with him. Looks good. So I kind of dig it. it. Looks good. And we'll we'll see what uh, the Bears are setting up shop. Um, Tom Verducci will call us the day before the, the trade deadline. Uh, the Mets have sent Max Scherzer to the Texas Rangers. Is Verlander potentially next on the move? David Robertson is now in Miami. The Mets are clearly sellers. Should the Yankees sell? And by that, I mean the Steinbrenner family. Oh, I thought you meant Aaron Judge. So, <laughs> there's that. I hate baseball. <laughs> really 844-204-H is also the number to dial right here on Monday. We'll take a break. Kevin O'Connell, the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, is next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed as you know, we're a people show here. 
and we're we're a dog show here. Okay, we love people. We love dogs. We love dogs. <laughs> so, this is one of my favorite tweets I've received in recent uh, days. Did you see this one? I saw it okay. last night, man. Okay, <laughs> this is from a viewer of our program named Alicia Taylor, and I know I'm pronouncing the name correctly because it's phonetically spelled in the uh, handle. Uh-huh. Uh, Alicia. One of my dogs is very invested in Rich Eisen's safety because every time someone walks in the background of the Rich Eisen show, he howls and barks as if to alert him of imminent danger. And here is the video that what? came with the tweet. I just bully the situation. I'll be like, we're watching Suspiria. And they're like, what's Suspiria? And I'm like, you're not going to like it, but I want to see it. And, uh, but wait for it. Revolt on your hands? You know what that is? Usually a revolt. Did you get it? He's protective. He's protective of her chising. <laughs> oh, he's such a sweet boy. Dudley. Hey, are you, are you protecting her chising? Yeah. <laughs> Great thing. <face>. Fantastic. <laughs> That's really funny. The thin, uh, they, they, they call him Spud? Is that what it was? Spudley? Oh. Is that what they call him? I don't know. Uh, yeah, say, look at that. Yes. We gotta watch Do not Spud mess McKenzie. with this dog. Because if you mess with me, you mess with this dog. We need this dog here to tell the workers who always stand in the <laughs> to five-foot square yeah, radius yeah. that places them right behind me. We need well, that dog here. Well, it so goes crazy when Thank you, Alicia. There. Thank you for that. Back here in the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is, in fact, the number to dial here on the program. Okay, uh, let's get to our phone lines right now. Uh, he is the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Let's go right to it here on the program. Kevin O'Connell, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing great, Rich. How are you guys doing? I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Is it true you are going to be one of the quarterbacks in, in the Netflix series next year? Are you now one of the quarterbacks to follow you, know you around? When I, uh, when I went to the tryout, you know, I was I thought I was spinning it around pretty good, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Peyton walked over and said, "Hey, who let you in here? Um, I think you're at the wrong place, man." Okay. So I just missed the cut, um, but uh, you know, having experienced that, uh, you know, through last year and and having it be such a positive thing for our quarterback, um, you know, there's nothing but positive things that I could say about it, and and we're I was really happy with the way it all came out, and you know, what a cool. What a cool thing for our fans and fans around our league to see, you know, what these guys go through day in and day out through the season, not only themselves, but their families and everything in between. So it was, uh, you know, it was really something. And But uh, unfortunately, Rich, yes, you know, I don't think I'm going to get the call for okay. that one. Uh, what would have happened if uh, this Netflix was back in the day um, and they asked you to do it uh, when Belichick was your coach? What do you think would have happened there, Kevin? Back well, in the day, um, what would have happened? Like, uh, like most times, I would have, uh, you know, tried to direct that request to our head coach, <laughs> and it more than likely ne- never would have been heard from again. So, uh, um, oh, okay, but, but, uh, but uh-huh. yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I definitely at that time, Rich, not only in my career, mm-hmm. uh, but at that time in my life, I would have not have felt uh, capable or. Um, you know, I don't know if Netflix would have quite the numbers they had uh, on season one with uh, using my career for an, 
for uh, you know the, the limelight into the NFL quarterback position. Well, I, I I do bring this up. You know, obviously tongue firmly planted in cheek, but you I imagine had to have given the green light to this, right? When did Cousins did, approach yeah. you? Like what 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 was your role in the green lighting of of letting cameras follow your quarterback around all season? Your yeah, first as really, a coach, first and foremost. You know, it was about figuring out what kind of access that, uh, you know, not not only did they want, um, but what we could provide. Um, I did know we have a beautiful, unbelievable facility here with a lot of capabilities, um, you know, to, to, to help that process be what it ended up being. Um, but my second requirement, uh, you know, just talking with Kurt, knowing him uh, from our previous relationship and just knowing – what uh, people would be able to learn about him. I just wanted it to be a positive experience for him. Um, I wanted it to, you know, be something that he could look back on and and be happy that he did it. And any role that I could play in helping that, uh, well, ultimately being smart about, you know, year one of of the Minnesota Vikings with me as their head coach, uh, that took priority. And, 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 you know, we made some decisions on things we would allow or maybe not allow. Um, And then ultimately working with the folks, you know, that put together the show. They do an unbelievable job of communicating. Um, you know, they, they film hours upon hours of of material, and then, you know, you get a chance to, you know, have some discussions with them once they've been able to cut that down and, and dialogue just to make sure, you know, that it's authentic, it's accurate, um, and most importantly, you know, I was proud of the season Kirk had. So yeah. when it was all said and done, I just wanted to make sure – uh, that that was reflected and I uh, can't say enough positive things about just the way they went about it. And then Kirk and, and his wife, Julie, and, and just their willingness, you know, to really open up uh, more than just the quarterback room, more than just Kirk's preparation for games, but open up, you know, the door to, you know, to for fans to see what a, a, a family goes through, you know, what, uh, you know, not only just a day in the life, but an entire season in the life of a guy that's been playing quarterback for a long time. So I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. And and in the end, um, you know, like I said, I was, I was really happy with the way, you know, you know, Kirk was, you know, portrayed because it was an accurate portrayal of, uh, you know, what fans learned about him is, is who he is and authentically who he is and why, uh, last year was a pos- such a positive for him and I working together. Yeah, that was going to be my last question, so I'll ask it anyway before we move on to uh, other matters with the Vikings. Um, I, again, I don't know how much of quarterback you were able to see, but that said, what do you think fans watching that documentary learned about Kirk Cousins that you already knew, Coach? Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see the whole thing. I, I have seen all of you know the the you know the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk's uh, parts mm-hmm. in it. Um, I just think it's it's really two things that you know are, are, are really hard to quantify. Uh, you know, in the world we live in, with stats and fantasy football, and and you know, being able to look at a stat sheet and see how a quarterback played. Uh, I think the two things are just his preparation, uh, both you know from a football standpoint, what he goes through every single week to prepare to run our offense week in and week out, uh, but then the physical toll. Um, you'd love to sit here and say, you know, our quarterback's never going to be hit. Our quarterback's going to be able to stand back there and, and, and just throw from the pocket all day long. But there's a lot of really, really good defenses and defensive players in this league. And uh, you really have to, you know, I think Kirk even said it at some point, maybe he is a little bit crazy um, to week in and week out, you know, be back there kind of taking 
uh, you know, taking some of those hits and standing in there, you know, with just staring down the barrel and, and throwing balls and, and finding JJ and KJ and TJ all over the field. It was, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's part of the requirement of playing the position. These guys know what they sign up for and to truly maximize, um, you know, what they can be from a skill set standpoint, throwing the football. Uh, there's got to be some, some real traits in there as far as, you know, your, your, your work ethic to prepare. But then when that ball gets kicked off and uh, so much of the game is in your hands, regardless of circumstances, uh, you know, the quarterback controls, you know, everything and their, their toughness and their mental toughness uh, to, to withstand all that goes on in an NFL game in that three and a half hours. Um, you know, I think that's hopefully what people saw and, and we'll come to expect out of our guy. I've got Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, everybody talking about the running back market coach in the NFL right now, and headlines all popping, and the Vikings were front and center in this conversation um, a few weeks ago when Dalvin Cook, somebody of his uh, remarkable production over the last few years, despite even a, a shoulder injury, uh, released. Um, and I understand, you know, the money doesn't just sit around. I mean, Daniel Hunter just signed a big one-year deal for you, which I'm sure you're very happy to have him uh, in the fold. Why Why did this happen with Dalvin Cook, Coach? Yeah, I think, Rich, it's, it's one of those things, first and foremost, um, and I think Dalvin uh, knows this wholeheartedly, uh, just how much I care about him, uh, what he meant to me in year one, uh, very few people understand just the type of leader that Dalvin Cook is, what he, how he practices every single day, regardless of, you know, it, you know, if he was dealing with his shoulder uh, over the last few years. I mean, that guy shows up every single day and, and is a vital, vital part of a lot of the things we were able to accomplish a year ago. Uh, and that's not lost on me. There's always a, you know, there's always a business side and an element to putting together rosters in this day and age. Uh, the salary cap is a real thing. I know from time to time uh, people like to talk about it as being something that's not, but it is, it is an absolute real thing. Um, and, and and the decisions that Quasi and our front office, uh, you know, have to make year in and year out in regards to our roster, they're never easy. Um, there's going to be some throughout our tenure here that, yeah, you know, you maybe. Yeah, you, you maybe don't feel great about, and, and you have to explain that and articulate that. And, and then once a decision like that is made, Rich, you know, I've, uh, as I told Dalvin, I want to be there with him every step of the way, you know, even if, as he's trying to find his next opportunity. If he's got any questions for me, maybe a scheme question, maybe a, you know, hey, what do you think this would look like compared to that? Uh, you know, I want to make sure I offer that up because there's a relationship there. Um, and the respect I have for him, and 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 quite frankly, uh, you know, the career he had here in Minnesota um, is one that uh, you know he should be not only he should be proud of, but I know all of uh, our Vikings fans and everybody in this organization uh, will always put Dalvin Cook in a place you know high up on high up on the mantle of somebody that did it the right way and and, and poured it out for this organization. And I have no doubt, uh, you know, whoever's lucky enough to sign him for this season and beyond. Um, is going to get uh, you know a, a really really good player and and as you said I, I do think he's healthy now and I think people will get a great version of that player. So is Alexander Madison in your estimation ready to roll like Bell Callum like is that the plan? Yeah, here? I think Alex is. Um, I think Alex over the course of his career when he's gotten some opportunities to 
you know, kind of be that featured back when, when you know, a couple, you know, few, various times when Dalvin maybe hasn't been able to go. Uh, he's demonstrated that. Um, he's clearly, uh, you know, a different style of a back uh, from Dalvin Cook, but um, Alex is, is absolutely ready. He's off to a great start in camp. He had a great spring. Um, and we're really looking to feature him as that as that guy and, and allow him to uh, get comfortable in that role for us while also st- seeing if we can develop uh, some good depth and competition behind him uh, to make sure we you know feel as good as we can about that running back room. Well, I mean, you know, and, and, and just so you're aware, Dalvin Cooks had nothing but great things to say about you. And you mentioned Kwesi, the, you know, the general manager of the team, uh, Adolfo Mensa, And, you know, uh, he, he did say, however, he got a sense that his time there was done during the playing season last year and said that the uh, relationship of the run and the pass wasn't there all year. Do you, do you have any sense of what, what he was referring to? On that, coach? yeah. I mean, Rich, there's you know, there's a lot, there's a thousand things when you look back on last year. Me personally, the first thing that I always like to do is you know reflect personally and look inward of of you know the the things that that I could control and the things that I did to try to help us uh, win and and some things that I could have done better. And that's every facet of not only being the head coach but the but the play caller. And and I think uh, truly, you know, living. Uh, day-to-day and, and speaking on our offensive philosophy. Dalvin knows this as well as anybody, that uh, that's, a, that's a big part of, of who we ultimately want to be um, as an offense, and, and we'll continue to try to strive to consistently be that. But um, at the same time, uh, in, in some of those moments when uh, games are close or uh, you've got to try to find a way like we did 10 or 11 times to come from behind in the end, um, and win a one-score game. Um, there were some critical moments there where, uh, you know, we relied on our pass game and, and Kirk finding guys, Dalvin included, um, just like he did on, you know, against the Colts for that 64-yard screen for a touchdown, um, where the pass game had to thrive for us um, in those moments. Each and every Sunday um, is different, and you got to find a way to win a football game. Some days uh, completely different than maybe how you drew it up, how you how you thought you would have to win that game. And I think playing complimentary football in all three phases, Rich, is a big part of it. Um, you know, showing some improvement and a little bit more consistency with, a, with Brian Flores running our defense and our special teams continuing to be a strong phase for us. Then we got to do our part offensively. And, and uh, we got to run it better. we got to run it more efficient. And uh, nobody takes more responsibility than that than myself and, and our coaching staff. And, uh, that's what we're working towards throughout the rest of August as we get going here uh, in the meet of training camp and preparing for our season. And then uh, before I let you go, you mentioned Brian Flores, and obviously defensively, um, you know that that will he he brings the fire and the intensity. There's no question about that. But you do have a remarkably special player uh, in Justin Jefferson. I'm not telling any tales out of school. Um, you got a good story for me where you're like, okay, and and you can't choose the one-handed grab against Buffalo. Uh, I will I will take that one out of the mix because that was like an alien that uh, had life form on a football field. But you got one for me, Coach, where you look at him and you're like, my God, uh, I, th- yeah, he's a dif- I mean, difference maker honestly, here. Honestly, Rich, there's probably a few more uh, that tend to lean towards the alien category in yes. my mind uh, than just that Buffalo catch. Right. Uh, but, but I think back, uh, you know, there was a play the first time we played the Giants where – 
Um, it was one of our one-score games. We were coming from behind to try to win the game. We're down kind of in the high red zone area. Um, and everything about the play that I called, you know, the ball really sh- should have gone elsewhere, as, as he did for much of the 2022 season. He was facing a double team, mm-hmm. um, kind of not to get too technical, but the corner was uh, pressed, you know, had him pressed hard inside leverage, where that corner's only job is to not let him in the middle of the field. Uh, we're about the 15-yard line, so there's not a, a bunch of vertical grass for him to then get the safety from depth who's doubling him off of him, uh, but he was able to release, uh, get vertical, and then while maintaining his speed and explosiveness, he makes a move at the top of that route to then run an in-breaking route, uh, which uh, not only was spectacular, but then to finish the play, Kirk to have the trust, where really, uh, you know, on a chalkboard, you'd be saying, yeah, I can't go to Justin here, but he still gives him a look and, 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 and puts it on him, and Justin's able to score what essentially was the game-winning touchdown for us. Um, it was just, it just was a, a real good lesson for, uh, you know, not only myself but our whole entire offense that, you know, even when, uh, you know, the chalk on the chalkboard should say that this is not possible, uh, trusting and just doing things with an elite uh, skill set like Justin has, no doubt. But he did it with such unbelievable technique, fundamentals, awareness, understanding exactly what he was selling the route off of to try to get open when he shouldn't be able to get in there. Um, I remember saying to myself, and I think I told him when he walked off the field, that might've been the best route I've ever seen. Hmm. He's unbelievable, man. And you're obviously, you know, so, so lucky to have him as you, as you know. So I guess in the minute I have left with you, what's your message to Vikings fans? A little nervous that cook just gets uh, released. I'd imagine, um, you know, there were uh, changes you mentioned on defense which is so crucial. Uh, you won 13 games last year with Rodgers in the division. Now he's gone. What message do you have to the Vikings fans as you embark on the season, Coach O'Connor? Yeah, I would just say first and foremost, uh, you know, we were proud of a lot of the things that we did a season ago, uh, but it was just the starting point. And, uh, you know, we're still building, you know, this year's version of our team, this year's version of what we're going to become. But, Uh, We're doing it with the principles uh, that allowed us to have success a year ago in a lot of phases of our team, while also understanding that um, it didn't feel good, uh, you know, week one of the playoffs to to be going home um, after hosting a playoff game. And uh, we have not allowed that feeling to be uh, lost, and we know there's a long way to go, and we've got to earn the right to uh, be back in that conversation to possibly do have that opportunity again. Um, But along the lines, we've started talking uh, about uh, the daily process uh, being one of, are we living up to what we hope to be a championship standard? Are we giving ourselves an opportunity um, to truly look ourselves in the mirror and say we've earned the right uh, with that daily championship standard of how we do all things around here um, to feel like we're you know, entitled to throwing our hat in the ring and trying to compete for a world championship because it's a long way away, uh, but at the same time it's so important uh, that all of our guys, coaches, players, everybody in this building understands that is now uh, that now needs to be the standard if that's where we want to go as an organization. And um, no better fan base in all of professional sports to uh, you know get to speak with through uh, through your microphone, Rich, because mm. uh, we got the best fans and they deserve that. 
And I know September 10th against the Bucks, they'll be right back doing their thing at U.S. Bank Stadium. Skull, sir. Skull, thank you for the time. Greatly appreciate uh, you taking time out of training camp. And let's talk uh, down the line. See you soon. Always appreciate it, man. Thank you, Red. Right back at you. That's Kevin O'Connell, second-year head coach, defending NFC North champion head coach of the Minnesota Vikings here on the Rich Eisen Show. Tampa home at Philadelphia, first Thursday night game. Allen Amazon in the house. Home for the Chargers at Carolina. I can thank their Bears brethren to see Bryce Young in that uniform. Ryan Poles coming up shortly. Home for Kansas City. Oy, oy, oy. And then at the Chicago Bears for their first division game. That's the first six before the 49ers at Green Bay at Atlanta. That's the first nine games of the Minnesota Vikings. I think we're sleeping on them, man. Well, Brian Flores being in a Marcus Davenport wearing purple. So much Lions talk. Dude, I know. I get it. It really is. Honestly, can Cousins keep finding Justin Jefferson? Yes. Um, Well, he didn't in the last two games of the regular season. And then that second time against the Giants, they weren't letting him beat him. That's for damn sure. And they needed him. They fell down early in that one. Well, actually, they scored. Then the Giants hit him in the mouth multiple times. Yeah. And then that thing felt like a wrap. We got a full year now, Hawkinson. That's correct. Jordan Addison is going to be there. It is definitely 100% on Alexander Madison. I'm sorry, man. Uh, running back supposed to be fungible. Okay, I get it. Until it's time to play the damn game. And then we will see. Yeah. And then we will see. Because... When it's 20 degrees out and you're in Chicago or 20 degrees out and you're in Green Bay, although they're in Green Bay, and you can't predict the weather anymore anyway. But they're still going to be throwing it. Okay. I got it. I, I, I'm, I, I, am I going to be the only one dying on this running back hill or what? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll be the last one. Last man standing. I like where your head and your heart's at. I know. But we'll take a break. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial on the program. Ryan Poles of the aforementioned Chicago Bears, the general manager of that team. Coming up in hour two before hour three hits. We'll talk baseball deadline with Tom Verducci here live on the Roku channel in this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. This is a little early. I don't do uh, lunch martinis. But so you're, you're pouring a martini now into the martini oh, shaker. I, I poured just a little in. It looked like there may have been... Yeah, some ice in this. But you won't complain. Don't, no, I'm not, don't I'm send not the drinks back. Uh, we just need to... We all, The olives are already in the glasses. <laughs> don't bruise it. Don't bruise it. Some people at home, what about stirring? There's a great uh, bar called the Edmund over on Melrose. They like to stir. I, I like that. I like to shake a little bit. So, are you more like Bond, shake and not stirred, or you're? I prefer. I prefer actually bruising the vodka, make it ice cold. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Sure. These are vermouth washed glasses. We have a little vermouth in there earlier. Okay. And then uh, pouring it out. Why don't you one, tell you, why don't I'll you take that one? Take, this is uh, my friend Rich Eisen. Are we toasting? I just want to toast you. Seeing you again, you want to toast uh, the Espen, correct? Well, you cho- we are toasting to ESPN's 40th anniversary. Oh. Uh, there is a big event going on this weekend. My invitation is probably where yours is right yeah, now. Yeah. So we just figured, why not just do it ourselves? What a nice thought. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I haven't seen you in a very long time. My arm's getting sore. I know. He goes, <laughs> I like to toast. Uh, I I haven't seen you in a long time, Craig. And I, you know, I've been cultivating this caper to try and get you to come on this show. And you're I. The only guy. What if I only do your show? I'd love to just do that because I like you're you're smooth and natural. That I compliment you. I like rich. There you I go. Like rich. Okay. Let me just see what this is because the water, that. the ice was sitting there. Cheers to you. Nice to see you. Cheers to you. Nice, nice to, to you. finally meet you. Um, <laughs> Cheers. Mm. It's watered down. Right, don't don't say to... anything. It's watered down. But let's pretend it's not. This is what I say mm-hmm. at a bar or a restaurant, the Big Four up in San Francisco and Knob Hill. I take a sip. Mm-hmm. I go like this. I go. This is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> Back here on our Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio feed. What did you think of that interview over there, Chris? What do you think of that one over there? Interesting. Interesting. You know, it's always interesting to talk to head coaches this time of year, you know, as we're kind of getting yes. the swing of things at training camp. Yes. Um, you know. Dalvin Cook's criticism, kind of fair that they were throwing a little bit too much. How about him saying, uh, how about Kevin O'Connor going, yeah, you know what, I know what he was talking about. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. First time doing this thing is at HC. Yeah, nice of him to acknowledge that, uh, that, that maybe you, know, you get a little that. kind of wrapped up in things. and They let Dalvin Cook walk. They let him go. But Dude. They, they feel like they can get similar or a little less than production from a guy at the fraction of the cost. I mean, the Bears, Ryan Poles um, is joining us. Devin Singletary, um, I mean, uh, David Montgomery. David Montgomery, right? David Montgomery is in uh, in, the is in Detroit. Yeah, in the division. <laughs> Detroit takes David Montgomery and sends DeAndre Swift to Philadelphia. I, 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 I guess I need to wrap my head around this a little bit more. Twenty first century, like what? What's up with the running back? We need thing, to man? see the season play out. Damn and straight, it, and we it, do. And if it if it becomes clear, Khalil Herbert's that, their number one guy there. But if it becomes clear that hey, you know these teams are right, then we're going to see a total rethinking of the position. I should I should uh, correct myself. Khalil Herbert is not the number one guy there. Justin Fields is the number one guy there. Justin uh, Fields ran for eleven hundred forty three yards last year. 
So if you got your quarterback doing that, but the idea is maybe to keep him from doing that. Uh, I think you look at what Baltimore has done; hasn't really we led can't to, wait to see that. playoff victories. So let's you know let's change that mindset a little bit. Alan Dallas, what's up, Al? How you doing, Al? How are you? Nice little vacation you had there, Richard. Oh, it's two days, Al. Give me a break. No, I mean yeah, no, I mean some. <laughs> Yeah, nice. That's nice. I saw some of the pictures. Oh, I see see what you're saying. I I apologize. By the way, I I was really good on this one. I I sent out like one or two. I didn't I didn't I didn't do a photograph of food. I didn't do any of that. I truly tapped out this time. You're maturing. Yeah, not maturing. You're all grown up. (laughs) Not maturing. I'm just sharing less, which is sad. You know, it's kind of like you're 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 NFL management on the running backs. You're making me the a hole. You're getting me off my game. Think about it, Al. Saquon and Jonathan Taylor, two of the sweetest guys you will ever meet in pads and cleats, and they're like, you know, I should go f over my teammates. You know, that's that's why I'm a little surprised of your. Take on this. Look, um, you don't want to call it colluding. That's fine. You know, the last two situations that they had was the Colin Kaepernick situation and Lamar Jackson, right? Lamar Jackson ended up signing with somebody, but he wanted guaranteed money and nobody was really willing to do it. Uh, I have a, like, if they're not colluding, Rich, the, the, the running backs franchise tag number is $5 million higher than a kicker. That well, but uh, let's let's take this one at a time. First of all, the reason why Lamar didn't go anywhere is it was two number one picks, too. And yeah. the Ravens would match. You would basically be doing their work. It, it wasn't like he was in on a free yeah. agent tour where you could just yeah. go and sign him. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, you know, like uh, like what what I guess the Titans and the, the Niners got kicked out of that meeting about paying running backs. Is that what it was? Did they just, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I don't. But, but it just seems like uh, – you, so you're telling me right now to, to make a, a – for, for the benefit of the New York Giants, it wouldn't it behoove them to give Saquon Barkley a two-year contract at $23 million? Uh, or, or yeah, of course. Million? Dude, I'm with you. I'm with you. But your guy Joe Shane got him in, and he's there. And, and, and you know, and Saquon came in and agreed to those incentives. We had Joe Biner on last week. He said – that maneuver guaranteed him being franchise tagged. Like he, he would have suggested Barkley stay out until the Tuesday before the regular season, just to just to tell the Giants you can't f with me next year yeah, if you're going to start to do it. I, 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 but then yeah, also just true. one last thing. I'm I'm looking yeah. our, our our buddy Greg Rosenthal uh, of the NFL Media Group. Um, you know, he tweeted out, "Here's the 2024 running back free agent class." Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, Tony Pollard. I mean, come on. Like, that's your – look out. Like, that's the glut. And so general managers will end up – they're going to end up depressing each other's markets, it seems like. This is, the, this, is the only, this is the only position in professional sports where their salaries are decreasing. It is really – I, I, I mean, look again. I, I I would not be surprised. Would you be surprised if next year there's not some sort of? Uh, it wouldn't be a class action suit because they don't have. I don't know. They don't have like uh, they, they don't got, have any antitrust or anything. But you don't think that there's going to be some sort of uh, uh, lawsuit by these guys in an organized way? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, because it's not like that. They're not you know able to apply their craft at all. They, they're 
as a matter of fact, like, you know, the Khalil Herberts and Rashad Whites and, um, you know, Alexander Madison, they're going to get their shot. They're going to get their chance. And we will see if it actually works out. You know, we will see if it actually, and thanks for the call, Al, and the good chopping it up here. We're going to see, aren't we? Look at that list, though, that, that Greg tweeted out. Who are you giving three years $50 million to? Who's worth it? With a guaranteed of 30. Well, you just... Guaranteed of 35. I, I, like, you know what I mean? Or, or Cole Klump, uh, would you, would you, if you're a running back, take a four-year, $50 million deal with $32 million guaranteed right now? Yeah, I would sign it in blood. Right. Cole Komet just got that from our Cole Komet just got that from our next guest. In six minutes, Ryan Poles will join us. Well, would you agree that Cole Komet is more valuable to the success future success of the Bears than Khalil Herbert? Uh certainly if the quarterback's gonna run for eleven hundred forty three yards. And there you and go. And needs a target that's easy to find. And that's the argument now. Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Tom Verducci will stop by in hour number three. The baseball trading deadline is tomorrow. And there's some interesting uh, options out there for teams like the Yankees, Red Sox, on the periphery. The Angels made a big deal. They made a couple. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can't quit C.J. Crone. They just can't. <laughs> In Southern California. And, and I mean, getting Giolito is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true, too. We talked about that last week. Harvard Westlake's finest. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Randall Gritchuk, too. Yankees couldn't use him in left field, could they? All right. <laughs> Hour number two coming up here on the show. <laughs> Let me just say this. Back in the day, George M. Steinbrenner III would go on a rampage when the Yankees lost on national television. Different times. I get it. Different times. Last night on national television, the Yankees threw out a starting pitcher who gave up seven runs before recording an out, and then the offense struck out 18 times. Just in case you need the math, there's 27 outs in a game. 18 of them were by strikeout. Starting pitcher gave up seven runs before recording an out, Offense struck out 18 times in 27 games as the Yankees lost to the young upstart Baltimore Orioles. Back in the day, somebody's ass would have been in George M. Steinbrenner III's briefcase by the end of the evening. And Hal's like, okay, my my baseball people say Aaron Judge, who homers 447 feet on a Saturday night after being out for six weeks, got to arrest him, got to arrest him. That's what my baseball people say. Get new baseball people. That's the idea I'm beginning to start to rally around. That's the idea I'm beginning to rally around. My buddy Jimmy Trainer has been planting that flag. Forget about rallying around it. Get rid of it. Last night is exactly the night there would have been a war path and blood on the streets of the Bronx, figuratively. But instead, okay. Eh, Nothing to say. Can we play the A's and Royals again? Because those are the only two teams the Yankees are beating. Hell out of here. (laughs) 